Todd Rundgren, that drum sounds so beautiful. Just music to my ears, baby. Your Green Bay Packers. 36. The LA Rams. 28. Packers win. Aaron Rodgers, you absolute stallion, you. You majestic beast. Aaron Rodgers, getting things going. Soon to be 38 years old, a fractured pinky toe. Not the COVID toes, no, no. Fractured pinky toe, beating Jalen Ramsey to the end zone to get things going, baby. Take that, LA Rams. Aaron Rodgers not done yet. 307 yards, two touchdowns, including Randall Cobb, as well as the bowling ball himself, A.J. Dillon. And let's not forget that defense for the Green Bay Packers, my man Rasul Douglas. There is only Rasul. He had a hell of an up-and-down game. Randall Cobb, an up-and-down game. Eventually would be down because he left with a hamstring injury. More injuries rearing their ugly head for the Green Bay Packers, but right now... The Packers 9-3 as they now hit their bye week on a high note. Ready to get a little rest, a little relaxation, a little recovery. And then take on Chicago December 12th. My God, this music is so sweet, is it not? Todd Rundgren and your beautiful drum, man. Aaron Rodgers, absolutely phenomenal yesterday at Lambeau Field. This guy is just a dynamo. I know he had a little uh, little time off with the COVID, then came back, and his game against the Seattle Seahawks, a little uh, less to be desired, obviously. The same as Russell Wilson with that pin removed from his finger. And then you go against that Minnesota Vikings game, Aaron Rodgers and that offense in the first half, a little bit of a lull. But in the second half, Rodgers came out just with his hair on fire, screaming. Hitting anything and everyone. But unfortunately, they would lose to the Vikings, right? And then you wonder to yourself, more injuries happening. You have Elton Jenkins going down against the Minnesota Vikings. And then you got to rely on Yaj Nijman to fill the void left on that just banged up offensive line. My man, Yaj did pretty good for himself, I must say. Uh, he filled in, what, for three other games and did? Okay. He did pretty good yesterday, though, I'll tell you that. That line only allowed one sack to Aaron Rodgers despite all their injuries. And Aaron Rodgers was all over the place, man. 38-year-old almost with the legs, the pump fakes, outrunning quarterback Jalen Ramsey, finding dudes all over the field, laser-like precision, and all on a broken toe. Aaron Rodgers, absolutely incredible. And how about A.J. Dillon? Now, Aaron Jones back from his injury, right? Kind of looked like he was on a pitch count a little bit, and rightfully so. You know, you got that knee injury, you're easing you back in, and A.J. Dillon is running so well that it's hard not to give the quad father, the quadzilla, the rock, and just let him do work. A.J. Dillon, 69 yards rushing, nice. And all 69 of those, just punishing people. That one hit, what was that, late in the third or early in the fourth? 
He was just a wrecking ball, was not going to be denied. Put his shoulder down, totally truck-sticked the dude like he was played in Madden and kept going. A.J. Dillon is just on fire right now, and the colder the weather gets, the more do you question tackling A.J. Dillon if you're a defender. Could you imagine? Could you imagine you're a cornerback running in on a blitz or trying to stuff the box, and all of a sudden A.J. Dillon finds an open hole and is barreling down on you? And you see his just quads. I don't even think you see anything else when you look at AJ Dillon. It's just the size of the quads that take up your whole vision. And you're like, oh my God, how am I supposed to stop this man, this bowling ball, this wrecking ball? If you're familiar with the the movie Indiana Jones, you know, in Indy in the first movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's there itching his chin. He's got that bag of sand. He's looking at that gold idol, pours a little sand out. Does the whoop, real quick move where he replaces the bag of sand with the golden idol. Puts it in his burlap sack. He thinks he's got it. He's walking out. Not trying to step on the booby trap wall or floor, I mean. And all of a sudden you hear the where the idol sat starts going down. And that big, gigantic cannonball, boulder, whatever you want to call it, starts coming out. And Indy's got to run for his life. That, my friend, the gigantic bowler, boulder, the gigantic boulder is A.J. Dillon barreling down. Now, Indy survived, but if you're a defender, <laughs> you're getting flattened right over. All right, so good morning, everyone. we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I'm very excited, very inspired about the Green Bay Packers. And now we have a little lull, right? This is when they get healthy. This is when they start recovering a little bit. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talked about his toe. We'll get into that. Then you have the offensive line, David Bakhtiari, uh, allegedly coming back sooner rather than later. I hit a scope on his knee, right? So head coach Matt LaFleur said they're going to rest him a little bit and then get him back for the stretch run. And then there's more on that offensive line. When you look at uh, (laughs) my guy Packers JT on Twitch saying, Lucas Patrick definitely has to have a sore throat heading into bye. Did you see the choke move put on by Aaron Donald? I don't think think a throat injury is going to affect Lucas Patrick too much, but... What a display of just poor sportsmanship. Aaron Donald, now I know it's gladiators, modern-day gladiators going at it out on the field, so emotions running high. But for Aaron Donald to choke out Lucas Patrick or attempt to at the end of the game, tisk, 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 tisk. And speaking of dirty moves, what the hell? Darnell Savage gets laid out on that onside kick the Rams were trying to do. The dude wasn't even going for the ball. He was going straight to just attack Darnell Savage's head. Where was the penalty? What was that all about? Darnell Savage after the game, you know, talking about how he's okay, by the way. So we'll get into some jokes about that as well as Darnell Savage was straight fire on Twitter after the game, talking about the cheap shot that was thrown on him. And then you look at more. Randall Cobb's got a hamstring injury now. Thank God there's that bye. Let's hope that Hammy can, uh, you know, have a quick recovery. I don't know. Hamstrings take a little bit. So Randall Cobb, uh, another injury. That's disappointing. But the Packers have been finding ways. They're this mash unit right now on the offensive line, and you have guys coming back on the you know wide receivers coming back from injury, then more getting hurt in Randall Cobb. you got Rashawn Gary coming back from that almost hyperextended elbow. He was a dynamo. Rashawn Gary, absolutely electric yesterday. He was a huge difference. Love some Rashawn Gary. So you got more guys coming back. Uh, speaking of coming back, Zadarius Smith, hoping to get him back. Jair Alexander. So the Packers are going to use this little time here to get healthy, and then come back, play against the Chicago Bears 
And the Bears, by the way, yikes. Play against the Chicago Bears coming up here. Packers sit at 9-3. and three. Vikings lose yesterday. Bears beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. I don't think anyone won watching that game. Jesus. But Packers just a just getting it done. Packers, despite the injuries, finding ways to do it. And look at none other than number 12 himself. Aaron Rodgers was very adamant how he's not going to be missing time when it comes to this toe. He's going to take uh, all of the advice, all of the opinions this week, next week, decide what to do, well, more like this week, decide what to do with his pinky toe. But he was very adamant after the game and talking with Aaron Andrews that he will not be missing any time. Now, when he says not missing any time, he's talking about playing in the game. You saw Rodgers last week only practice, what, like a walkthrough? Other than that, he wasn't doing anything besides standing around, watching it all unfold. And then the week that just happened, Aaron Rodgers was in practice, just watching it all unfold, not actually doing anything. But my God, Aaron Rodgers, you couple what he had to do in the second half against the Minnesota Vikings. I know it was a loss, but he was insane. And then to the full game that happened against the L.A. Rams, Does this guy even really need to practice? Aaron Rodgers is a three-time MVP, a Super Bowl champion. I don't think he needs to be out there having uh, little cone drills, launching some balls into some nets, and having some of his wide receivers run these silly little routes at practice, not going 110%. When the game is on the line, when the lights shine the brightest, Aaron Rodgers excels. Insane. Rodgers, incredible. 28-45. and 307 yards, two touchdowns throwing, one running. Now his second uh, second half performance against the Vikings was better quarterback rating-wise and more surgical, but as an overall game yesterday at Lambeau, insane for Rodgers. Just dialed in, especially against a team like the L.A. Rams. Rams now 7-4, and four, and the Packers have now officially swept the NFC West. How about that? If the playoffs started today, and trust me, I know that's a – Thing to scoff at. If the playoffs started today, three of the four teams from the NFC West would be in. The Packers have beaten every single team in that division. They are four and zero against the NFC West. That's called a sweet baby. Yes, sir. God, I love Tina Turner, dude. Didn't she have her legs insured? Yeah. I don't blame her. Probably had the voice insured too. I mean, I guarantee, like, she's think, like 80 and still looks pretty darn good. Doesn't she live like. She lives in England now. Yeah. She, like. Doesn't she went overseas. Yeah, she left uh, the United States a while ago. She gave it the deuces? Yeah. <laughs> like. Like a Peace while, out. a while, a while ago. Not like, yeah, like a, not like because of what's happening. If so and so wins president, yeah. I'm moving. She no, just, she's just like, I'm out of here. She's just like, yeah, I'm gonna go tour Europe, and then never came back. So <laughs> like, I like it over here. She makes a boatload of money over there. I don't blame her. Well, this Tina Turner, Turner song right here, it's for you, Aaron Rodgers. You and your nine toes, baby. You and your nine toes. Jalen Ramsey, get wrecked, dude. Roger's going to be 38 years old, RJ. What? Roger's going to be 38 years old in a couple days here. That dude's like old as hell. Jalen Ramsey is 27. Aaron Rodgers beat him in a foot race with nine toes to the end zone. Nine toes. <laughs> nine. Nine toes. Take that, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, by the way, Jalen Ramsey, 
Devontae Adams had you for lunch, dude. A lot of trash talk from Jalen Ramsey towards Devontae Adams. Um, <laughs> Devontae Adams, BT Dubs, just went over 100 yards again. I know Ramsey wasn't on the entire time, but Devontae had 104 yards. It was his fifth game of 100-plus yards, and it pushed him over 1,000 yards on the season for the third time in his career. So, you know what? You're simply the best. This is for Rodgers and Devontae. Do you, like, time that up perfectly? Did you, like... I've been radio for 10 years, RJ. <laughs> it's called hitting the post. Yeah. Call the ambulance! Who are you, Mason Crosby? Ebo just hit the post. Nice! Well, not, well, not nice, but... This song is not for you, Mason Crosby. <laughs> That's Mason. No, you don't get any. You don't get any of the song, Mason Crosby. I had to turn that off for Mason. And once Crosby brings up, you can't play simply the best anymore. Or what Colin the, Larch. The, okay, Colin Larch, who by the way is going to be in the show on Wednesday. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Colin Larch coming on the show. Oh, please, not listening. Sorry. No, 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 no. He's fine. I was. I got a little upset over the crossbar. My bad. That is fine. Colin, that's fine. I'll probably. I might ask him about it. It was for his career long. Yeah, he it was. Doinked it off the. By, by five yards. So here's the thing. One yard closer, that would have been in. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. No, Colin's fine. Here, RJ, craziest story ever oh, okay. about how he's going to be on the show. Is it NIL sponsors putting him on? <laughs> no, but oh. maybe. So my dad. Your dad. My dad. Coached somebody who's like no, near no, no. and dear to him. I mean, you cl- not, I mean oh, no. Okay. But, all right, so my dad. Story time. My dad. I've never been on. I take that back. He's on the show once for uh, on a Badger Saturday. My dad is a bit. He's been a. He's a guidance counselor. He, yep. You know. He's he's a guidance counselor right now, and he loves inspirational and motivational speech speakers and speeches and messages. Okay. Like he lives for it. Yeah. He lives for motivation. Like like to. This is we're gonna work hard and we're gonna pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and we're gonna you know attack life. Yeah. Colin Larsh had this message this that he wrote somewhere I, I don't know exactly where he found it but my dad read it and he's like i love this message so my dad then hit up colin Larsh to say hey i'm putting on this thing for my school i would love for you to come speak you know to inspire these kids yada 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 colin Larsh is like yeah sounds great and then my dad was like oh yeah my son's got a sports talk show so dad talked with colin Larsh, and then my dad texts me uh two weeks ago he's like hey can i call you i got a your dad's an agent all of a sudden? <laughs> I know. I'm, he's like, he's like, I got something I want to ask you. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm get, call me whenever you want. So he calls me, and he's like, yeah, would you care if me and Colin Larsh came on the show to talk oh, about Dad's coming on, too? <laughs> yeah. Please. So I go, hang on. Did you just set up an interview with yourself with Colin Larsh on the show? I'm like, yeah, you can come sure, on, of sure course. Sure did. So my dad is having Colin Larsh and himself on the show this week to talk about <laughs> the message that Larsh has and also to have people come out and uh, experience, you know, it's like a, it's like a motivational speech and like, a, I think there's a job fair going on and whatnot. So ah, there you go. Right. Out of nowhere. Call, call Larsh <laughs> via my dad coming on the show. Uh, all right, RJ. So speaking of the Badgers, we started the good there of Rogers Packers taking down the uh, LA Rams to move to nine and three in the season. Uh, beating the Rams 36 to 28. It was a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Something we have not addressed yet, just in passing, is the Wisconsin Badger football team. The axe is gone. Gone. The Big Ten West title, gone. Gone. The chance to play against Michigan in the Big Ten championship, gone. Gone. 
all the hands of the Minnesota Golden Gophers as the Pack or I'm sorry, the Badgers offense for the first time this year did not score a touchdown. It was a pick six and then a couple field goals from the aforementioned Colin Marsh. Yeah. Um, what the fudge went wrong? Well, a lot of things went wrong. I'm trying to think of a good thing that the offense did. Braylon Allen obviously was banged up. I mean, you saw the knee injury, right? Yeah. He still was out there trying to his I think it was his, his ankle because that ankle. got clipped like early on in the game. Yeah, he's been dealing with a lot of injuries this year. He had a guy land on it funny. And then... I'm trying to find positives. I And I'm looking at our sports director, Zach Halperin, is going to join us at 820. His game balls he does for every you know game. On offense, he's giving it to Danny Davis. Danny Davis... Yeah, showed up. What, team high 60 yards on five passes. Yeah. Four of the five catches went for first downs including on the first play of the game to help the Badgers get out of being backed up deep in their own territory. Outside of that, I can't even tell you what was good about the offense. Um, they didn't do anything. You know, for what people want to say, um, pa- passing the ball um, is no way for Wisconsin to win, but uh, and clearly it kind of shows that, but it's what they had to do to at least try to win because um, – yeah, Minnesota was stacking the box every time, and yet somehow uh, the coaching staff decided it would be good just to run straight up the middle every time. I don't even know uh, what the coaching display was for that game. It was neither neither offensive or defensive coordinator decided to make any kind of adjustments, and if they did, uh, they were very non noticeable. Um, it was bad. I, I mean, you watch that. And it was bad. It was terrible. Yeah, it it, it wasn't good. It was the Um, biggest stage of the season. Everything, your destiny right there in front of you, and you just down your leg. The same style of plays, and not the offense, but plays where Minnesota attacked the middle of the field because you were being too aggressive. Um, Came back to to haunt the team. I mean, all you had to do was... Not blitz every down. Uh, I mean, mean, it wasn't every down, but you know know what I'm saying? That's what you're saying. Be a little less aggressive there, and you have the ability to at least... You have the ability to at least eliminate... Like a running back coming out of the backfield and nobody within him within 15 yards of him. Yeah. Like, move this... What? I mean, your safety's backing up. Yeah. Well, a guy's just stopped right in the middle of the field. Um, like, the game plan... Do, do you think the game plan changed? Can one player drastically change things when the first play of the game, when Colin Wilder, the safety for Wisconsin, was ta- was terrible call because all shoulder and the, def- and the offensive player put his head down. Yeah. But he's ejected from the game because of targeting. Yeah, can that completely change? Absolutely, a whole scheme—not a whole scheme, but a whole a whole game plan. Yep, Um, especially when you have an emotional leader like like Colin Wilder is. I don't think now if Colin Wilder doesn't get thrown out of the game for targeting, which was a terrible call to begin with. I don't know if the outcome is different. It might. It could. It might be. Yeah. But Wisconsin's offense was so inept. I don't know how they're scoring. Yeah. Uh, and Wilder obviously doesn't play an offense. I'm not sure what what you see different as well. Um, but I, I mean, a lot of it also is on the defensive side of the ball. Where I mean, it really looked like no adjustments were made. I mean, the plays that Nebraska 
gouged you for big chunks against. And it's a totally different style of offense. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't put up the numbers um, Nebraska did, but they also were playing with a short field a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to put up bigger numbers. You still held them to under 100 yards rushing. Um, <laughs> it's awful. Morgan only threw 16 yeah, passes. Yeah, he's 11 to 16, 199 yards, one tutty, one interception. But yet they... And he rushed for negative 11 because he got a big sack. <laughs> right. I mean, it, I mean, there were a couple of sacks in there. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just so... Yeah, it, it was frustrating, so frustrating to watch. And it's it's not necessary. I don't... Uh, like. Uh, this classic Steve, Wisconsin football. Steve, yeah, Steve. Uh, who called in. Yeah. I'm not sure the game has passed Paul Christ by. Um, and we've seen this offense put up huge numbers against team. This exact style of offense put up huge numbers against teams while he was offensive coordinator. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Paul I saw a lot of people trying to like say Paul Chris should be fired and this and that. No, 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 no. 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 Paul uh, Chris should be fired from offensive play calling. Whatever your public opinion of Paul Christ is, and I've, I saw a lot of people I'm gonna say fired. I don't mean I, fired. I, I mean just like a lot of people say, oh I met him. He's not the guy. Get behind a closed door with him. Get in his program, and guess what? You'll find a totally different guy who, much like people say about Bill Belichick, yeah. that public persona is all a show. Yeah, uh, he he doesn't care about the media. He doesn't care about the people's perception of him. He's a football guy who yep. really just wants to focus on the football. And uh, yeah, you're down to uh, a. Braylon Allen, who probably got hurt. Definitely. He was hobbled. Yeah, he, he was, was hobbled, hobbled and wasn't the same. Um, a couple of phantom holding calls got yards taken away. Yeah. Uh, God, there was one that was just terrible. But Well, the pancake, have, the pancake by Chanel that yeah. got called a hold. So we have a lot of things to talk about when it comes to this. I mean, Paul Chris to Graham Mertz but to the— Also know. not saying the refs had anything to do with this. The the Badgers got outplayed on on yeah on yeah. Saturday. The Badgers got in, they embarrassed themselves. Zach, mm. um, man, what the hell happened against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, dude? This is like just can yeah, you take us through what you saw? Then I have to ask you a question of someone that tweeted at you. You go first. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough scene, right? It's a, it's a really tough scene for what they went up there and did. I mean, the the things that they had done so well. These last seven games, eh, and really offensively, probably the last eh, five games, four games, uh, didn't show up against Minnesota. They they couldn't run the ball. Braylon Allen certainly wasn't 100, percent but the line couldn't get the push that they were getting earlier. And uh, when forced to pass, Graham Mertz couldn't make him pay. And so that was the those are the issues offensively and, and defensively. They weren't bad by any stretch. They held Minnesota to 75 yards rushing, which is the fewest they've had this year. It was under three yards of carry. They just couldn't. But what they were able to do in Minnesota stayed with the run, put themselves in manageable third-down situations so that Wisconsin's pass rush couldn't just tee off every time. And they made uh, more plays. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty simple, I think. And, um, you know, it's some of the, some of the same issues that were – at the beginning of the year, especially offensively. So I saw, you know, uh, I love following your Twitter account at Zach Halper, and I suggest everyone do. But, Zach, I saw someone had, you know, replied to one of your tweets about Wisconsin, you know, has gone two straight seasons without making the Big Ten title game since the first play in 2011. And I saw this tweet, and I raised an eyebrow. Uh, Wisconsin favored in every game they played, and the head coach-quarterback combo 
prevented a top three defense and an all-time performance by a 17-year-old from getting to nine wins and winning a weak Big Ten West. Does it truly fall on the shoulders of Paul Christ and Graham Mertz, the combo? Ben's more the analytics guy than I am, but I'm pretty sure the West Division was among the better, uh, more highly ranked divisions in the country. It was right. it was quite good. Yes. Okay, all right. So the weak Big Ten West aspect of it. Throw that out. Probably not. Yeah, probably not accurate. Um, yes. I, I think the fact that they lost to Minnesota it, it probably is, is – um, Hard to stomach? Mess, well, no, messing with people's minds because they beat everybody else in the West. They went six and one in the, uh, I should say, five and one in the West, and and then went one and two against the East. So uh, I don't. I mean, I certainly think that Paul Christ and Graham Mertz have to own some of the failures that they had, but the offensive line does as well, uh, especially against Minnesota, especially earlier in the year. I don't know about wasted. I don't know if the defense. The defense is really good. I don't know if they're their top three good. Um, certainly haven't looked that way the last two weeks. But uh, waste, yes, they wasted the huge opportunity. I think that, I and think we that don't appreciate good. we don't appreciate them wasting that opportunity, Zach. Or I don't anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> not taking advantage of that opportunity. Definitely, yeah, definitely, and uh, no one's appreciative of that. Yeah, uh, Ben. So uh, Zach, in the, they obviously didn't have the ground game going. Do you think it was it was something Paul Chris should have really tried to still rely on, even though it wasn't that effective? Maybe with a Julius Davis or with Allen. Um, do you think him abandoning it was really a big detriment and having Mertz having to throw what twenty times in the second half? Do you think that was poor planning on Chris' part down the stretch? Well, I think it's pretty clear that they don't trust Julius Davis. Otherwise, he would have been in there because Braylon Allen wasn't hundred yeah. percent, and he finally admitted to it afterwards. Um, you know, saying that he had like leg uh, issues you know pretty much all season both different parts of both legs were a problem and um he was kind of glad obviously would like to still be playing but glad that he's going to have an opportunity to get back to 100 percent um if that was the case and clearly it was you would think that julius davis would have gotten at least one carry instead he got one snap and brady shipper got one carry so yeah i i think giving up with a run late in the third quarter when it was still a one score game um it was a little early even though it wasn't working, um, it just it, it allowed it allowed Minnesota to just pin their ears back and, and get after it. And uh, you know Graham took some big shots, but he also missed some some throws that uh, he needs to make. I mean, there's a he has a touchdown, Jim Ray DK on the out yeah. uh, early in the I think that was the first quarter, maybe it was the second. Uh, yeah, it was the second quarter. He had it and he just he one hopped it, and he had Kendrick Pryor early in the second half and he one hopped it and he threw that. Questionable ball to Kendrick that got intercepted, even though it was a really good play by the DB. That was that. Were, tie goes to the defender. If it had been called a catch, it would have been upheld on the field. Uh, the fact that it was called an interception, it was held up, upheld as an interception. Um, so, but yeah, I mean Graham, I, you don't want, and I think everybody who's ever watched a game of Wisconsin football knows you don't. If you don't have a running game, um, you're going to struggle because right now they the pass game isn't just where it needs to be. So Zach Halpern, yeah, sorry. Even that? though we thought it might, even though we thought it had made some some strides. Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. Ben had another question, and it's it's something that I wanted to ask you as well. But Ben has a two parter. Well, it's a three parter. I'm going to go with the first one. Um, the punt, or what would have been a punt at fourth and one, with about four minutes twenty six seconds left. Punt team comes out. There's a false start. It's fourth and six, and then Paul Chris sends out the uh, the offense, and they convert, obviously, but. I'm still trying to process the decision to punt down 10 points with four and a half minutes left. What the f- 
F was that, and then Ben, you got the two other ones. Well, there were two others that were more head scratching to me. The first one, late in the second quarter, they're on the 35 yard line, and they had second and nine, I believe. They go incomplete, incomplete punt. And then also later on the Colin Larsh missed field goal where he's outside of his career long. They have first and 10 deep in, uh, deepish in Minnesota territory. They go incomplete, incomplete, incomplete field goal. They were, like, they were just head scratching strategic decisions. Which is the worst of the three? They're all bad. Well, the, un- the absolutely unacceptable one is the punt. I mean, I-, I know that perhaps the other ones are more important because they happened uh, when the game was still in doubt. Right, I think we can. I mean, it was it was a two score game with four minutes left. Yeah, the way they moved the ball, they weren't going to come back from that. So, I think in terms of the importance of it, or in, I guess the in terms of whether you know about winning the game, the the other two were probably more egregious. It's, the, the field goal, especially because you still were going to need a touchdown. I mean, you're down, you're down ten. You get, uh, excuse me, you were down. What was it? You were down uh, seven at that 20, point. Yeah, 2013, you hit the field goal, you still need a touchdown. Um, and we all know that Colin Larsh doesn't have that leg, and yet he put him out there to kick it anyways. It just it didn't make a ton of sense. That one didn't. Um, the, uh, <clears throat> but the punt, the punt, I mean, that is as big of a brain fart as I can remember a Wisconsin coach having. That's terrible. And, right, I, like, I mean, and this is <laughs> – and this is a team that had Brett Bielema as their head coach for seven years. So <laughs> Paul, Paul Chris managed to one-up Brett Bielema when it came to game management. And that's, that's saying something. And it's not the first time this year that you're like, this is like a, this is a very, it seems like a very simple decision. And you're the play caller. And you're the head coach. You're the one that makes the decision whether you go for it on fourth and two or not, or yeah. fourth and one, at any other point in the game. And now you're sending out the field goal unit. And they would have punted. They would have punted. I know they would. They would have punted. It is insane. The they were, they yeah. were trying. Yeah. To it's punt. insane. I I'm sti- I start. still <laughs> have not gone to the five stages of grief yet, Zach. For Minnesota getting the axe, the Big Ten West being nothing, and then the Big Ten title game out of the picture. I still am processing the fourth and one punt decision. I still yeah. I can't get over it. Yeah. No. That that one. That that's egregious. That is just. I can't get over. It. I can't stop thinking no. about it. It's consuming right. me. Again, it's one of those that didn't make the game. It, it didn't matter. They weren't winning the game, right? Like, it, but it's just like those are. It was a microcosm of the game and just the awful yes. plan. Yes, it, it, it was a moment that you're like, how is this? How how is this possible? <laughs> how is this, this mm, happening God. with this guy? And especially an experienced coach like that. It just it's something that shouldn't happen. I go back to the Army game where they didn't go for two when they went up twenty to twenty to seven. Well, we just wanted to get the points. Or so they had nineteen to seven, and they didn't get. They, it could have cost them the game. Yeah. It could have. Yeah. It didn't, but it's it could. Have. Like those are those are just decisions that easy, easy decisions. But in terms of but in terms of things that cost them the game, Ben, yes, the the other, um, the, the inability or unwillingness to continue to to run the ball, um, certainly hurt. All right, Zach. A role. Zach, you also were in at uh, Green Bay Lambeau yesterday. How well, real quick? I mean, could you even sleep last night after that pump up speech at halftime from Charles Woodson? How electric <laughs> was it to see his name added to the Ring of Honor? I, I'll be honest. Charles Woodson is one of my favorite players ever. He's like incredible. The, yeah, I mean, it, obviously people will think of him as an Oakland Raider, and that's fine. But what he did for Green Bay and what he was in Green Bay was just uh, amazing. The second second best free agent signing they've ever had, and uh, I think still probably the biggest reason they uh, won a Super Bowl just with his attitude, just with his um, leadership ability, and, and his playmaking, obviously too. But 
um, yeah, it was awesome to see that. He's he's more than deserving to have that up there. Uh, how what's the vibe uh, like afterwards? Uh, obviously, a little different when it comes to you know interviewing the players. And Aaron Rodgers is on Zoom right now. But after the game, you know, Packers get a nice little victory. Rodgers looked pretty damn good, right? What was the vibe like uh, as they're entering the bye week now? With, uh, hopefully, to get healthier. I, it was yes. It, it's all about getting to the bye. That's what it was. But they, I think there were a lot of people who were wondering if uh, they they could put together a. I don't know if it was complete performance. It was probably the most complete they've had this year. I know that's what Matt LaFleur said, and it kind of felt like they thought so too, and yet they still left some other things out there. Like they, Aaron Rodgers said it should have been a 40-point game, and he's right. There were opportunities in the red zone that they didn't take advantage of, but getting the plays that they are from, from the defense, whether it's Rashawn Gary, you know, strip sack, or Will Douglas with the pick six, and then you have uh, you know Rodgers spreading the ball around to a bunch of different guys, A.J. Dillon running through people. It felt... Uh, it felt pretty good, I think, from their perspective, um, getting that win they desperately needed and hitting in the bye, hopefully, for their sake, to get uh, a little bit healthier than they have. Been. So uh, have you heard anything about Jair Alexander or Zadarius Smith you know, potentially coming back? Have you heard anything? Well, I think they're expecting both to come back. I saw Jair dancing on the sideline after, uh, after the Rasul Douglas interception. We saw him in practice last week uh, going through some drills, obviously not practicing yet, but off to the side, going through some drills, catching balls. And, you know, it's, you, you, when you see that stuff, you're, like, looking at the shoulder, seeing if he's, yeah. like, Fist laboring at all. Or, but it didn't look like he was. So that's that's certainly a positive. And I think Zedaria Smith's a possibility towards the end of uh, next month as well. And, you know, you're kind of getting those guys back and putting them back in the mix. And it could be uh, – it's, it's a good defense. It could be a really good defense if yeah. you get those two guys back in time for them to kind of round into, short, round into form before – uh, the playoffs. Start. Any any um, word on Randall Cobb? Was it a hamstring injury? Yeah, hamstring injury. Uh, I, I don't know when it happened because he he did come off early. Yeah, then he the came game. back and he had the touchdown. Yeah, he had. I mean, I think he had all but one of his catches after that, uh, after the injury. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not positive on exactly. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen anything this morning or not. No, I, I, I they did not. No. They didn't. No. Yeah, there were no comments this morning or uh, last night I don't think about it yeah it was a nice uh, victory for the Packers over the Rams um you know defense looked good at times especially with that and then the offensive line wow talk about a mash unit Zach uh, uh I always yash 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 uh Nijman Ninjman Ninjman yeah Ninjman he did good so I gotta learn his name right like <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was only sacked what one time I think from Von Miller Aaron Donald and company he was sacked one time, and he was not happy about it because he thought it was kind of a zero. I mean, he didn't lose any yards. It was a zero-yard run. He got tripped up trying to when he was scrambling up in the pocket. But I mean, he did he did take some hits, but he thought that uh, Yash played well, and uh, there were no. He wasn't really worried about his blind side. Blind side, and that says something for when you have a guy who's essentially your third-string left tackle playing yeah. out there. But yeah. we'll see. Oh, should I do the thing again? Yeah. Welcome in to a Zone Special Report. WSM, breaking news on the NFL Wires. Ebo, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy has tested positive for COVID, according to Adam Schefter and Diana Russini of ESPN. I'm full of hope. I'm, I'm the captain of hope. So, yeah. Godspeed, Mike McCarthy. Get better ASAP. Yeah, Big Mike vaxxed up, tested positive for the COVIDs. Let's just state the facts. I mean, I'm a highly successful NFL head coach. Well, that stinks for Big Mike. 
I need to work on my. Breaking. Yeah, I, that's that's fine. This, I need to work on my delivery. That's okay. You're hey, learning. Hey, I'll look at the film. I kind of like this new music I found. Yeah. It's not bad. Well, only when you you know present it like you're. Okay, I never some... find the same music. I never find this. I can never find the the old school one that I like. Breaking news from WOZN, Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy has tested positive for COVID-19. Ben, back to you. And it is not the biggest story of the weekend as the Wisconsin Badgers, Ebo, with four minutes and 29 seconds left, two timeouts, down 10 points to Minnesota on a fourth and one from their own 20, 30 I, deep they in were going to punt that ball. They punted the they, ball. They were going to punt that ball. They four did. One. Ebo, they did punt the yeah, ball. Yeah, they did. In my mind. Sorry, I just my voice crackled there. They, they punted. They lined up and were going to punt that effing ball. Fourth and one, down 10 with four minutes and 26 seconds left. Then there was a false start. And who, who's, who called that? Who called that play? Who called for the punt? I admit, I, name names, Ben. Was it Paul Christ? So we can look, so we can look at this rationally, or we can look at it irrationally. Irrationally, um, I <laughs> irrationally. <laughs> what, what actually happened is, for some reason, the punt team was sent out. Paul Chris said it was his fault, but it sounded like it was Chris Herring who did it. And I thank goodness for whoever had the false start on that play. That might, we talked about one positive from the game, Ebo. Whoever had the false start, yeah, who was that? I, I don't Name know. Name names. Whoever you I'm, were, I'm, thank you. I'm going to refine it, but that thank might have you. saved Paul Christas. Dude, it's fourth and one. There's four minutes and 26 seconds. I think it was 426 left. You're down 10. It's fourth and one, and you're going to punt? Thank God whoever did the false start did it, because then the offense came back out. I was. I still can't get over it. I can't get over it, Ben. I can't. I can't get over I haven't processed the, the, the apps going to Minnesota yet. Look at this sh- God, I just want to scream obscenities. Look at that. I think, I think, I think all, you notice how all Minnesota's standing up? I think they're like, what the hell's happening right now? They're actually punting? Is this happening? Are they doing this? The camera right after the false start happened cut back to Paul Christ. And what's he doing? What are you doing? He didn't look like he knew what was happening. No, he didn't. I think he was like dumbfounded that the punt team was out there. They were about to wave the white flag for the third time that game. Actually, maybe the fourth, because I count the entire second half as a white flag type of half. Uh, I have something. Conspiracy Theory Monday. Oh, let's go. I don't know who the exact player is, but on the line, whoever did the false start wanted the offense to come back out on the field, so jumped to make Paul Chris second guess sending out the punt unit. And it worked. And he sent out Graham Mertz and company, who then converted. Keep the music. Yep. Maybe Paul Chris sent out the punt unit, told that guy to false start, just so we could he we could take all of our focus away from the absolutely horrible game he called for the first three quarters uh-huh. and only focus on this scenario when the game was already decided. Paul Chris, big listener of the show. More confirmation that everyone listens, Ben. He wanted to give us a topic. <laughs> Out of... A million other topics we could have from that I'm, I'm finding, game. I'm, I'm finding right now who false started uh, because he could he, he might deserve some prize. I don't know what the purple heart is for football. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves a, the, a medal of honor, some kind of valor award for being courageous and oh, false starting. Oh, my gosh. Tell me who. 
It was Noah Burks. Thank you, Noah Burks. Noah Burks, you have now officially been awarded the inaugural. Um, I don't even know. I gotta. I'm so I mad. Mean, about we're, the, I can't think of a name. We're right nominating now. So Paul Chris for D Bag of the Week. Are we? Is that happening? I think Pete kind of did with his phone call earlier. Well, I, I think it's firing no, of the Pete, week. Pete nominated the Pete nominated Becky Blank for or whoever hired Chris McIntosh. Is Becky Blank done now? Yeah, is she back. She's in Northwestern now. Yeah, right? I think she went to Northwestern. Hey, good for her. You guys can have her. So I don't know what the awards called yet, but Noah Noah Burks, right? Oh, and Noah Burks and John Chanel. Together. Oh, so it's tag team effort. Okay, love it. That's team, baby. Yeah, no, That's those, those are team players. That's team right there. Gosh. All right, before we hit the break here. Um, Should I? Yeah. What? Like I, I could play the audio from my computer right now. Can we hear what the announcers were saying? The audio might be bad. Here, DM it to me, and then I'll play it so we can hear it through the... Well, system, it's a two and a half hour long video. Oh. It's the whole game. Oh, okay. Well, you... Well, go to 426. You can. I mean, I think that's when the punt was. No, I, I, I'm at it right now. Oh, here we're going to do. Got to take a break. Got to take a break. And then we're going to maybe get the audio. I don't know. We'll see. Research department's on it. All right. I sent you the link. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay. Efforting. One Two second. hours, 11 minutes in. <laughs> what is happening? All right. Hang on. All right. Hang on. I like the new uh, the breaking sounder. That was cool, by the way. I hope Big Mike's okay. You know I love Big Mike. All right, I got it. All right, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it at break, Ben. Two hours, 11 minutes. What was it? No, I'm already there. Two hours, 11 minutes. Two hours, 11 minutes. Okay. Maybe there. Maybe 47 seconds. I'm there. All right, play I got it. it. We're going to play next, okay? We're going to play next. Big Mike, I know you're listening. Godspeed with COVID-19. Hope your symptoms are mild. You are vaccinated, so that's the theory. Be good, Big Mike. We love you. And we'll come right back and play this audio for Noah Burks and John Chanel, who single-handedly wanted to try and save Paul Chris's job for that dumbass, idiotic reasoning of punting. I don't understand it. We'll come right back soon.